Welcome back, everyone, to another Eats Beat Podcast 2019. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson. And I forgot to say, but this is the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. We're talking about, gosh, I mean, we have in front of us this incredible array of colorful, brightly decorated donuts this morning because Hertz Donut has come to the Metroplex. I should say right away, they did not deliver this. This was not some some uh, scam. This is a. I went out and stood in line and purchased the uh, dozen Hertz donuts this morning. And my, aren't these a spectacle? And destroyed the New Year's resolutions of practically everybody in the newsroom. Boy, there is a cookie monster donut. We we should have our videographer in here so you can see some of this. But there's a cookie monster donut that bright is blue, bright blue with eyes, and it is looking at me. It's, and it's, I'm a little it's, disturbed by it. It's sort of pleading not to be eaten. And someone said in the newsroom, and said it's like you want to eat it before it eats you. And um, we the, see, uh, let's see, there's fruity uh, pebbles have become quite fruity out. pebbles. I, I, I had of pretty pebbles I, uh, the pebbles do get a little soggy but overall i liked it um i see uh, what looks like a butterfinger um donut i think that's what i'm trying and um you know there's some pretzels on the donut the butt is trying um i've had one that is covered with uh cocoa puffs um and um it it, it really it, it's this this is uh strangely it's it's like the second donut shop that is open this year but the other one being uh in north fort worth that the more traditional shipley's donuts out of houston opened a location it actually opened in 2019 but yeah. we had the 2018 was the year of the donut we had the doughboy donuts on camp Mui and the funky town donuts and needy donuts on race street <laughs> and so the extreme donut became a big deal are these the most extreme donuts you've seen i, I think they're extreme not in uh decoration um, but in the size and thickness of it, they're very cakey donuts. Um, Doughboy Donuts does a s'mores donut where they brulee the, the marshmallow in front of you with a brulee torch, um, which I think goes beyond anything you see here. But at the same time, it's a more delicate donut. It's not as heavy as, uh, as these are. Um, they're bigger in circumference than a lot of donuts, too. They're not huge, but they're bigger than you're going to find at like a Dunkin' shop. And they're all, everyone I've had is a cake style, so it's very thick at the same time. These are all like eating a whole piece of it's, cake. It's very dense and it's very heavy. That box is like 10 pounds. I mean, Steve, <laughs> Steve, which one did you try? I tried the Cocoa Puff one. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, the whole, a dozen donuts. Uh, actually, this, this is the first donut shop I've been to. This, this is true. This is the first donut shop I've been to where you get a box with a dozen donuts, and they say, can we help you carry this out? <laughs> because they really said that, and it's like so uh, – these donuts are so big that it's like, uh, it's like carrying a big uh, box full of office equipment or something. It's, it's, uh, okay, it's now, like 12 cakes in a box. Now I'm going for the Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, come over here and get the Fruity Pebbles. Robert, what about – uh, what is it about, the, and we've got biscuits too, but what is it about biscuits and donuts, and um, and then we have a cinnamon roll place too? We have a cinnamon roll place. Uh, we have the biscuits place that was actually not really after trying to destroy your resolution. It was it, they, they wanted to open by November 2018, but um, faced the usual delays that people uh, face with permits and opening. And that's uh, Dwell Coffee and Biscuits Dwell by Coffee TCU. Dwell Coffee and Biscuits. It's by TCU. It across is from in, Kroger. It is across from Kroger. It's in the uh, old Sovereign Bank space. In the Ugly Bank building. In uh, the bank building behind the 7-Eleven at University and Barry. 
they actually have done a very nice job with the space. Um, it's there's a dwell dwell started in 2014 in Burleson uh, with a couple of uh, Burleson high grads. And we know Burleson is a good test market for restaurants. And um, they um, opened this, uh, like I said, near uh, TCU. Um, nice space. They have a, a it's a kind of a small biscuit menu, um, biscuit and sandwich menu. You can get biscuits and gravy. You can get sausage gravy. You can get vegetarian gravy, biscuits and jam. I had a sausage biscuit. Um, they call them biswitches, sausage biscuit and uh, cheddar cheese um, with uh, a bacon aioli. That was was quite good, and I really liked the texture of the biscuit on the sandwich. It was just crumbly enough; it didn't fall apart, but it still had that kind of moist softness you get from a good business, uh, biscuit. And um, they, uh, so they have the small biscuit sandwich menu. They also had some to-go biscuits, which I brought into the office yesterday. We are really out to destroy every New Year's resolution our colleagues have made. I've brought, it, so far this year, this is the second batch of donuts that has come in this year. And then I brought the uh, um, biscuits yesterday that were in flavors such as chocolate chip cookie dough. The biscuit itself was in chocolate chip cookie dough, but the topping was. But then there were carrot cake and cinnamon roll biscuits that were very much like having cinnamon, having carrot cake or a cinnamon roll. So all this came into the newsroom yesterday and today. My gosh, biscuits and donuts. And then uh, the Shipley's was last week. Yeah. So, and um, but it's it's been um, it's been quite a feast for people with munchies um, so far this year because you have um, the uh, cinnamon roll place is. Uh, Cineholic, which is going to open, um, that's on in uh, Crockett Row. Crockett Row at West Seventh, not in the dining hall, but next, next to Simply Sammy's. Sweet Sammy's. Sweet Sammy's. And uh, I, I forget which street that is. Um, that's Curry. Uh, Curry, yeah, that's right. And uh, it's uh, this originated, if I recall correctly, in California as a vegan cinnamon roll place. It sounds very virtuous, but then you look at their. Uh, their toppings and they have stuff like s'mores and uh, yeah. chocolate chip cookie dough so that just means pop. they don't have bacon cinnamon rolls i mean yep. I, isn't i mean aren't all cinnamon rolls vegan i i think there's some eggs involved in cooking that oh. i never actually have cooked cinnamon rolls or looked at the recipes that closely but i i think there's something there is some animal product involved in a usual cinnamon roll and uh vegans as you know won't won't eat any animal product they even avoid honey because it comes from um, insects um the uh i've I've had the cineholic cinnamon rolls there's another location in south lake and they kind of downplay the vegan part because the cinnamon rolls are so good when you hear vegan you you know it sounds virtuous but it's it's about the only thing that's virtuous about it is it doesn't have any animal product in it. It is very they're very good cinnamon rolls and they're very tasty. I'm I'm sure the vegan cinnamon roll is very important, but we are mainly focusing on biscuits and donuts. Steve, you're trying all these big sweet. If you have a craving and you want something sweet, what do you go get? Do you go get a piece of cake? Do you go get a donut? Do you go get a biscuit? Do you go get a piece of pie? Uh, I'm, I mean, probably more, I'm probably more a biscuit person myself biscuit, because I'm yeah. more I'm really more a savory person. Biscuit so. with jam? Oh, a, oh, oh a yeah, savory, savory person. Okay. Yeah, like a biscuit with some gravy. Like a cheddar biscuit. Like yeah, yeah okay. or something like that. I mean, matter of fact, I did have, now that I think about it, this last weekend I did have biscuits and gravy over at the Billy's. He's just started breakfast. Uh, his biscuits look good. I have not seen, mm-hmm. I've not had 
uh, Billy's Oak Acres Barbecue, which we generally think has a good chicken fried steak and pretty good barbecue, uh, has started serving breakfast. His biscuits look good. I haven't been over there to try them. Yeah, no, the biscuits and stuff are all good. I mean, his breakfast menu looks larger than his barbecue menu. It's pretty ambitious. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, he said he's there already in the morning, you know, early, you know, working on the briskets, and he wants some company. So he decided to open at 630 and start doing breakfast. Well, and a lot of barbecue places across Texas, small-town barbecue markets open at least by 8.30 or 9 mm-hmm. because they're there barbecuing. And, you know, if you can make a little money putting mm-hmm. some ham and eggs out and, right. and pouring coffee, then uh, a biscuits. lot of people come in early and they have breakfast and then they get their breakfast, their lunch sandwich to go. Mm-hmm. So, at, uh, And biscuits, that's right. Uh, and then on top of all this, we have the uh, fast food phenomenon of the newly developed QT biscuit. Have any of you tried the new QT biscuit? I've not biscuit? tried the QT biscuit yet. Okay, the QT biscuit is much larger than an old biscuit. It's about the size almost of a tortilla, and it is a really, really good quick food biscuit. I mean, I would say that some of these biscuit places, I won't name names, but some of these new biscuit places I've tried probably would do better using QT biscuits because they've they've found a way to do a pretty good quick serve biscuit we i know the the name you're not naming and we've found the biscuits from there to be a little too hard yeah. and, and qt biscuit sounds large but when they're this hard and there's this thick they, they do feel a little too large and we are not naming that purveyor to see if they will uh, come around but uh, <laughs> we're not not uh, not dumping on them yet but uh, you can but, tell me after right but you're being watched <laughs> so. i i envy steve because steve does not have much of a sweet tooth when he says he's tried a uh, one of these donuts like the fruity pebbles donuts or the the cocoa puff donut He's had a bite yeah. of each of the donuts, yeah. whereas well, Steve I, has like a twenty-eight inch waist. I'm, too, yeah. I'm showing self-control if I manage to cut one in half yeah. to mm-hmm. to try it instead of try the whole thing. Yeah, and they're pretty big donuts, so I've, I've pretty much had the equivalent of two so far. And I'm still looking at these, and I want to try more of them. Well, I, the reason I went for the you know the cocoa puff and fruit fruity pebbles is I haven't had those in, since I was a little kid, and I'm going like I'm just having a like a flashback of uh, being a kid. So we we brought up the the extreme donuts. Doughboy does stuff like this. Homegrown, um, <coughs> Funky Town, where yeah. you can also get a beer with your donut if you go to the downtown one. Um, needy when I say needy it's K-N-E-A-D-Y donuts on Ray Street they also do stuff like this it's almost like I almost feel like we, we, we've done the Battle of the Burgers every other year since 2009 I, it's like do we do a Battle of the Donuts do we do a Battle of the Biscuits do we do a Battle of the Munchies because we also have um, the new Zero Degrees that finally came into downtown uh, oh my to, gosh uh, yes Fort uh, Worth the carne asada fries and carne asada um, Zero Degrees has just like concession stand food, popcorn chicken, French fries, nachos, topped with carne asada or flaming hot Cheetos or the elotes. And I, I got a single order of elotes with flaming hot Cheetos. And uh, <laughs> you, you think when I think a lot of people they hear elotes, they think I'm just going to get this cup of stuff. It was actually like in a little pie tin. I took it home and had, my wife had you know half of it. It was that big an order. Uh, I also I'm a, a fan of horchatas. The uh, those horchatas at zero degrees are really good. Yeah, I the typical horchata is to me when it's at its best, it's cinnamon toast in a glass. Yeah. Um, and uh, my my favorite in town is probably at Salsa Limon, but they um, at zero degrees they they do all the munchy stuff. They they have a coffee horchata which I tried, I really liked it. They have a strawberry horchata which Bud has tried, uh, chocolate they. 
It's like there's no flavor there that they can't leave alone and throw another flavor in when they say they're a, they they say they're a Asian Latin fusion place, but they just really want to fuse everything. They they want to throw something in uh, any traditional thing. They want to put something else on top of it. Well, it's an impressive place. I can see why people line up. It's a Latin Asian fusion snack food, and it's. Uh, with with great horchatas, coffees, teas. If you've ever wanted nachos and boba, the <laughs> zero degrees is the place you get it. That is new. It's been in Arlington for some time in Champions Park or in South Cooper, and the location is now open behind Chewy's in West Fort Worth. Steve, you haven't tried zero degrees yet, have you? No, I haven't, but um, don't they have some flaming hot stuff, too? I mean, well, yeah. no, they're very big on the flaming right, hot yeah, Cheetos. So, so, I, I recommend yeah, the, so the, gonna, the Elotes are really good without the flaming hot mm-hmm, Cheetos, but mm-hmm. I recommend having them with the flaming hot Cheetos on top of them. And, of course, they're not the only people doing this right now because OMG Tacos, um, which is on the other side of the West 7th area, um, also does some uh, top some stuff with flaming hot Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the flaming hot Cheetos elotes as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go try that. Basically, almost every place we've talked about this morning either has something with fruity pebbles or flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> so you know that's kind of I think the the food trend in 2019 obviously is vivid flavors and bright colors, mm-hmm. and I think some of it is an Asian fusion influence that you see in zero degrees but it's like you see all these brightly colored decorations and icings and foods everywhere that everything is becoming like anime come to life on your plate it's food for people with the munchies (laughs) you can have the munchies without you know doing the things that generate munchies but you know it's food for people okay outside of sweets and snacks uh, we have some openings and closings and and robert uh, you had an observation that so far the year 2019 does not belong to daddy two two restaurants with daddy in their name uh have either closed or are going to close um one is uh it's actually still open in mansfield fat daddy's uh huge um i i would go as far as sports to say bar the, i would say cavernous it would apply to at least the one in mansfield it's it's rather large um they had one they had one about this time last year in north fort worth and uh uh, customers and even uh, we hear some employees were greeted by a sign on the door saying um, that it closed, and I think that sign was put up on January second. Which that's a uh, that, that's the same company that abruptly closed Southern Oaks Golf Club in Burleson, which the that's been sold to the Gardens Restaurant to reopen. But that company is obviously going through some uh, realignment. It the North Fort Worth one seemed sort of like an odd location because it already had. Flips Patio Grill, um, Boomer Jacks, Twin Peaks. Uh, there's a Brazilian uh, theme bar up there that I think is still open. So you already had a lot of activity from, from restaurants that would draw the, the a similar clientele to Fat Daddy's. You Fat had a lot Daddy's, of sports bar drinkers. Yeah, Fat Daddy's did have uh, uh, live entertainment, but so so do a lot of these other places. So it, it seemed like it was jumping into a really competitive area that already had a lot of clientele because most of these places have been there for years. There was also a Fat Daddy's in downtown Fort Worth several years ago. Um, Studio 80 is in that space now. Yeah, we haven't talked much about Fat Daddy's because the uh, the priority at Fat Daddy's seemed to be on the drinks and on the, the atmosphere, not as much on the food, although they did briefly hire Carlos from Carlos Rodriguez from, from Salsa uh, Fuego. From but Salsa they, Fuego, they, consulted they, on the menu. You know, they, they try to have food and they try to make it good, but they never really uh, – adapt to doing the food it's 
you kind of tell when you walk into a place if they greet you with a menu and napkins and show you to a table then they're about food if they don't and if it's just all about getting a bar table and watching the game then they're not really about food. So are they planning to stay open during the playoffs, or are well, they no? This, this Fat Daddy, this the one in North Fort Worth is closed. Fat no, Daddy, one in, uh, yeah, with the, the one is in Mansfield open. is open. Mansfield yeah, but, yeah. continues. And yeah, I, th- I think Mansfield will survive. It's been there mm-hmm. a long. It's been mm-hmm. there longer. It's got it's got a more set clientele. Mm-hmm. And then we have an old Daddy in Sundance Square that's closing. And I, I think Bud knows more about this because all I've seen is uh, one of our contributors. Um, she's actually a local food writer who's done um, who contributes to a lot of outlets. Celestina, but Celestina. they posted on their facebook yeah. page she was the one who i heard it from she tweeted about it last night and uh um 19 years i did not realize that daddy jacks had been there yeah that that's long. how long ago since it replaced i think it replaced sundance deli I and i know right. there was yeah. something else in that space too but daddy jacks lobster and chowder house um which there were originally daddy jacks on lower greenville and deep ellum uh addison plano all the other daddy jacks have closed and now the uh the last Daddy Jacks in DFW has closed, leaving only the Daddy Jacks in New London, Connecticut, owned by the original Daddy Jack. The granddaddy of the Daddy Jacks. That's right. So New London, New London, Connecticut remains open. Daddy Jacks was interesting because people wanted to go eat lobster. Uh, it was interesting if you wanted a lobster chowder experience, but but Daddy Jacks didn't really fit. If you wanted, um, they didn't have anything blackened. They didn't have anything fried. Um, it was all about uh, just about sautéed fresh fish and lobster. And so um, you look at it now, Daddy Jack's is surrounded by waters, which has upscale seafood of all kinds. And then, and then also you have the various sushi and pokey restaurants around. So there's a lot of ways. And you also have razoos. Right. You have razoos for all the frying. So um, if you, there's a lot of places to enjoy if you're looking for seafood there's a lot of places with a lot more variety than daddy jack i felt like they were um pri- i actually to confess I, I had never went i looked at the menu once and i thought they were um, never in 19 years I, I, I never in 19 years i'm not that big a seafood eater anyway but um what when i looked at the menu once i was like it, it seemed overpriced for what they were um they, they definitely selling. were priced higher than the building, I would say. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the, the, you know, the atmosphere and stuff you look at it. But the food was really good. Uh, I used to eat there occasionally. Um, lately, they, there's been a lot of scaffolding around the building. No, it's been right. for months. That's why yeah. it's, it's been shielded by yeah. scaffolding. Well, yeah, so they months have like a little people. banner hanging yeah. to get in and it's stuff. So that, that might be... This desperation of, yes, we're open. But, yeah. And they finally given up. But they were... They were struggling with the scaffolding has uh, mm-hmm. has kind of taken them down. I'm afraid, and that's their rebricking Sundance West. That is a pretty good spot that's reopened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did go, and I liked the chowder. I didn't mm-hmm. go often, but and I actually put it on my list during the stock show a few years ago of good steaks in uh, unexpected places mm-hmm. in Fort Worth. They actually had a very good fillet at the time. It was twenty dollars. I noticed now it's thirty five. Yeah. But the uh, but uh, they really. Uh, did a good job with what they had, but what they had wasn't enough of a variety to compete with everything else now downtown. And then we had another downtown closing uh, with uh, Black Rooster Cafe. The Black Rooster downtown uh, location. Which was uh, a little over a block from the Star-Telegram office, and, and uh, several of our uh, reporters were immediately in mourning when they found out that it closed. Uh, basically, a sandwich shop and a bakery. Mm-hmm. Um, the long-running uh, Forest Park location is still open, and the 
6333 Camp Bowie location that is adjacent the to the lunchbox. The big, nice box. lunchbox, yeah. And they have all the cakes and cookies and everything. And we, we hear they're still looking at this um, location on Houston Street between um, 8th and 9th Street and maybe going to open something else there. The owners might be opening something else there within a couple of months. Been a lot of turnover in that location in the past few years. Yeah, the, the, this was in Lower Houston near the convention center, and so uh, Black Rooster had the same experience that predecessor and other restaurants had in that space, that you're swamped when there's a convention in town, and otherwise you beg for business. And so when there's a lot of people who want coffee quick, you can't quite get the people through there. Black Rooster did a good job of getting better but it was difficult to handle the irregular pace of, uh, of business in the south end of downtown where you're basically a convention restaurant. Uh, and then I, I have to say the federal shutdown has really hurt uh, restaurants here in the south end of downtown, the uh, Bailey's and, and uh, a lot of the uh, Bailey's Barbecue and a lot of the other restaurants, uh, Peachy Pachi, places that depend on people from the federal courthouse or from the, uh, or from the federal office building for their business. So. That's that's just another little dent in the business here. This is the slow part of January until the stock show, and the stock show will help business pick up. But there is Winter Restaurant Week. Is that going on still? Winter Restaurant Week is this week, and a few restaurants will continue. I think about 10 will continue next week, and about 6 will continue the following week. There is a Winter Restaurant Week with $29, $39, $40 specials. Uh, I think one of the best deals on there is a three-course dinner at Rise Souffle. Clear Fork for thirty nine, so you can um, you can go have two two souffles or whatever you like. Bargain and a yeah, half. Yeah, that's a rise great, is really good. That's a great yeah. you know fine dining and not fine dining. Great casual French cafe, and that's a great experience. But you have uh, so you have that list at winter winterrw.com. Uh, we were going to talk about something else. I can't think. The, well, I'm I'm just kind of cruising through this, and uh, the one thing um, I notice here is the uh, new indian restaurant uh, yeah in southwest fort worth um again which something bud knows more about than um than i do yeah there's a new restaurant named king's kitchen and it's next to a, this really interesting spice market in south fort worth on trail lake drive i hadn't noticed the spice market but uh, they have hundreds of spices from all over the world they have 120 kinds of tea they have 70 kinds of coffee it's this interesting little import market and they opened up a uh Indian restaurant next door that has three pages of Indian food on the menu, a page of Nepali dishes, and then a page of Bosnian-Serbian dishes that's just labeled European. It's a very pretty little restaurant. Uh, It's not like a big fancy place. There's not a bar, um, but it's a very pretty little, appears to be a um, family-run, a spicy Indian restaurant next to the uh, next next to the the uh, spice market it's uh, your way foods i think is the name of it on trail lake drive just south of i-20 i feel like there's been in the past couple of years a growth in indian restaurants in fort worth there's several certainly several that are open near uh in north fort north fort worth near where i live um spice eight the fast casual indian cafe it's basically an indian chipotle um, Swad, which I've not been to yet, but it's another uh, Nepalese cuisine uh, that's at the inter- intersection of uh, North Tarrant and Alta Vista in the, I don't think the shopping center is called this anymore. It was called So High. I never liked the name of the shopping center. It's on a, it's on a hill. 
there's been a lot of restaurant turnover in the shopping center. It's so empty shopping center. Yeah, but um, but right now it's got a pho place. It's got a Mediterranean um, cafe, and it's got um, this Indian place. So there's uh, this growth in uh, ethnic restaurants up there, and then um, there there's another one that of course is going, the name is going to escape me. That is on Basswood just west of 377 and there are a couple more like indian kitchen which is enormous um it sort of kind of hidden behind it's it's uh at the corner of the southeast corner of beach and western center boulevard it's kind of you kind of have to look for the sign drive by drive back i think it's a it's address is officially on beach street but you it's almost impossible to see from beach street and then there's another one down the street that again uh, the name is escaping me so that's like Five Indian restaurants within a couple of few yeah, square you, miles. You are blessed there. with a lot of Indian food in your neighborhood, but down here south of 820, we kind of have to pick and choose. We, we've had Maharaja for 20 years, mm-hmm. and we have a, the smaller place behind Central Market. And then we, you know, we just kind of we take the Indian food that we can get where we can get it. Mm-hmm. So uh, King's Kitchen is a new little add-on for us. Uh, the other little news item I was going to mention before we go, uh, Tim Love is going to have a new restaurant. That is about all I know. Tim Love is going to have a new restaurant. He says it's going to open in April, and it is a tribute to his daughters, Ella and Anna. The menu's secret, the location's secret. He says it'll have a small indoor dining area with about 40 seats, and it'll have a big patio and a big vegetable garden. So I can think of a couple of places in town that that might work. It would fit River District. Uh, but I am not going to speculate until I know for sure uh, what's going to happen? But Tim Love will have a new restaurant. He has a pop-up that uh, that uh, sign-up started on uh, Thursday, January 10th for a pop-up. So if you're listening to this, um, then you know check his website and see if you can still uh, go to his pop-up dinner. Do we know what but, the theme of that is yet? We do not know the theme of the pop-up. It'll be announced on January 10th. Originally, the originally the pop-up was going to kind of a preview the new restaurant and now that's not the case any longer so that's a it's of the pop-up is not part of the new restaurant announcements so i uh steve have you been to his pop-ups no it's, but it seems like the last one i remember seeing was kind of an italian theme or he something. did one last year that i did not go to and it wasn't italian i can't remember the uh-huh. cuisine i did go uh-huh. to the italian one a couple uh-huh. of years ago uh-huh. it was and it was great, wasn't excellent it? yeah uh-huh. and it was really fun for me because um I, I went I went solo and I sat. Um, there's a kitchen side seating, so mm-hmm. I got to see him and his sous chefs and his cooks at work, and it was a lot of fun to watch them mm-hmm. um, at work. So if you can get that kitchen side seat, that's really the place to be at these pop ups. Yeah. This isn't his uh, love style office complex. I don't even what you would call it building on South Main. North Main and the Panther North Island Main. Area. Sorry, North it's, Main. Yeah. It's like a small amount of people too. It's not really a yeah. Large. It's it's not a big but uh-huh. it's a pop-up so it's right. not a big restaurant right. mm-hmm. well you know tim love is interesting i mean he uh he caught on quick with lonesome dove and then he very quickly gained fame on iron chef and started expanding for a lot for a, a while there was a lot of marketing involved in the, the tim love empire and it's like the last few years he is redoubling his uh, his actual cooking and management and oversight and 
He's just you know just you know really maturing, making his restaurants better. But he and, and but he's in, and he's better. been expanding at the same yeah. time. He's got Knoxville Blue. Didn't he just he's open a Lonesome Knox, Dove in Houston? And Alonso, no, he is opening uh, Love Shack and Woodshed in okay. Houston. Okay. So a Love Shack opens in May at Levy Park in Houston, off uh, Southwest Parkway, and then there'll be a Woodshed at, right after that. He's so. involved in like two or three uh, food festivals too. He runs the food festival. He runs Austin. He runs several other festivals. So he's now the uh, the major domo, and now. Uh, you know, all the you know Queenies uh-huh. in Denton. I have never been to, but I got so many good reports on Queenies. It's, it's very good. Uh, yeah. uh, I've done a couple of wine dinners there that uh, were really nice. I know people who say they'd rather go to Queenies than Lonesome Dove, and mm-hmm. the uh, you know so Queenies is not to be overlooked either. It just you hear the last year year and a half i've heard more people talk about tim loves good food mm-hmm. and not just tim loves good advertising well i have his frying pans yeah <laughs> well then yes, sir, let's how's it come out <laughs> they were great real, real high great. quality okay great frying pans there you go so uh it's really so he's got new stuff coming and exciting new stuff he'll have a bar on the new hotel across from lonesome dove too so he'll have some sort of exciting new restaurant for fort worth then we probably won't know about it next week but we'll tell you when we know about it and until next time i'm bud kennedy i'm robert philpott and steve wilson